This is your Ortho Carolina Health Update with Dr. Eric Laxer. Good morning. I'm Dr. Eric Laxer, and I work at the Ortho Carolina Spine Center. I am so glad you were in today, Dr. Laxer. When Krista told me that you were coming in, I thought this is perfect because for the first time in my life, about three months ago, I got into some real back pain. I mean, when you know it's more than just an achy back, but you know you've got a problem. And honestly, it was my first experience. I wasn't exactly sure where to go. I did know to call Ortho Carolina Spine, but if people are experiencing back pain for the first time, uh, you know, what do they do? Well, first of all, I will tell you, you are not alone. Uh, about 80% of the population will experience back pain at one point or another in their life. And often that first episode of pain can be way more intense than people expect. Uh, the first thing to do is not to panic because for the vast majority of those patients, uh, the condition is usually benign, self-limited, meaning it resolves with very little care or intervention. But I would recommend that you uh, go see somebody who can give you the right kind of advice. Why would you go to Ortho Carolina Spine as opposed to like a chiropractor? What's the benefit of Ortho Carolina Spine? Well, I think we are lucky. We live in a community where people have a lot of good options. The setup of Ortho Carolina Spine is what's called a multidisciplinary clinic meaning we have specialists from different areas in medicine who are all dedicated to taking care of people with spine problems. So, for example, uh, there are a group of specialists called physiatrists who spend their time treating patients who do not need surgery, and there are another group of specialists who are surgeons who treat patients in the setting of needing surgery. And I will say this, too. When I went to Ortho Carolina Spine, um, Michelle, who is my provider, she was so compassionate because I was afraid. You know, I, I didn't want to hurt anymore. Um, she listened to me. She was empathetic with me. Uh, she got me in the solution. And uh, I, I was really, really happy with the care I got there. Thank you. That's great yeah. to hear. And I think part of being able to treat a patient is understanding what they're going through. And any time that you do, it definitely makes it easier to relate to what the person's dealing with. In, in my case, you know, I ride horses and I ride long distances and a lot. Uh, and that was part of the reason why I was having back problems. So that was one of my goals uh, three months ago. And I'm happy to say I'm back on my horse. So she has helped me exponentially. Fantastic. For sure. For sure. Um, typically, what kinds of people, you know, do you see? What are some of the kinds of injuries that you might see for just a day-to-day -day, you know, person? So I'm glad you mentioned that. Back problems are very common. About 80% of the population will experience back pain at some point in their life. The simplest cause of back pain is usually muscle spasm. And the interesting thing about muscle spasm is the amount of pain and the fear it provokes is way out of proportion to the reality of something being wrong. In other words, we would consider something like that a totally benign condition. And if I can give you an example of the concept of muscle spasm, people often do not appreciate how painful muscle spasm is. When a woman is delivering a child, the uterus is a huge muscle, and it contracts really intensely. Oh, uh, I know. During the birth process. <laughs> and that causes a tremendous amount of pain. And that's muscle pain. By the same token, we all have very large back muscles. And if any of them go into spasm, it can totally knock you off of your feet. 
if there's a disc issue, like my issue was disc related, um, what happens at that point? So let me just explain that the disc is a cushion within the back that sits in between the bones. And the simplest way to think about that is it functions as a shock absorber. And anytime you move, it's involved in controlling and absorbing motion and energy within your back. Uh, one of the common problems that can happen to people is the disc, because it's soft like cartilage, can tear. And if the disc tears, it creates a weak point in the disc that over time, part of the disc can slip through and start irritating the nerve. And that's what commonly happens when somebody has a ruptured disc or disc herniation. And the typical pattern of pain when that happens at the onset is severe back pain. Over the course of about a week or so, the back pain subsides and patients start developing leg pain and leg numbness. And usually at some point in that process, they need to come in and see somebody. Yes, absolutely. Then what happens? Then you go in, then then what's the process? So the most important part of making a diagnosis initially is doing a history and a physical examination. So whoever you see in the office will spend time talking to you and examining you. And usually on the basis of that, we have a good idea of what the problem is. Depending on the situation, a patient might then need x-rays or an MRI scan with the main purpose of doing that to confirm what you suspect is happening. And you have MRI uh, capabilities there at Ortho Carolina Spine. Uh, yes, we do. Patients would either have an MRI scan at our office or at one of the hospitals. And then after that, after you go through the MRI, you sit down, and then what happens? So the, the first thing we'll usually do is give patients their options because two people with the same problem may choose to have their problem treated differently. And with backs, there are several different ways that we can go. For example, the simplest thing is to put people on oral medication over the course of a week or so, usually an anti-inflammatory and possibly a muscle relaxer, and then counsel them regarding activities, including seeing a physical therapist to start working on some back exercises. If that doesn't work, then usually we'll consider a cortisone injection, which is commonly known as an epidural. An epidural consists of injecting a small amount of cortisone in the area where the nerve is irritated in, attempt, in an attempt to calm down some of the inflammation that goes along with the nerve pain. So after this happens, the cortisone, and maybe that is, isn't the answer, then what are the options? So usually we'll give patients anywhere from uh, six weeks to six months of time to get better with the things I just mentioned. If it's not working or people are so debilitated that they can't function in their day-to-day -day lives, like go to work or enjoy doing things with their family, then we offer them surgery. And in the setting of a disc herniation, the most common procedure we'll do today is something called a microdiscectomy. A microdiscectomy involves making a small incision. It's usually less than an inch in the area where the rupture is located. And then we bring in a microscope to allow us to navigate down to where the rupture is, find it, remove it, make sure the nerve looks okay, and then we're done. And the whole procedure takes about 45 to 60 minutes. Today, it's an outpatient procedure. Patients can go home the day of surgery, and they're usually out of work for a week or two. We limit their activities for about six weeks, but once that time period has passed, if they're doing well, then they get back to unrestricted activities. So tell me about some of the things that you do there at Ortho Carolina Spine. What are some of the new developments where maybe people can avoid having surgery? So uh, spine is a very broad topic. There are a lot of different conditions that we treat, and one of the great things about our specialty is we treat people across all different age groups. Uh, for example, younger people like teenagers may have problems like scoliosis where there's a curvature in their back. 
as we go through life and age, the disc, which is the cushion between the bones, can start to weaken or wear out and can uh, slip out of place, a common condition called a disc rupture or a disc herniation. Um, as we go further on in life, people develop arthritic changes in their back, and that can also start causing symptoms. The typical symptoms that we see in patients are a combination of either neck and arm pain or back and leg pain. And there's a very broad spectrum within that area. In terms of changes, uh, I've been in practice for about 20 years, and it's really amazing what I've seen develop in spine. And I would say today it's one of the most exciting fields in medicine in terms of what's becoming more available for patients. Would you say now uh, it's a lot more likely that someone can get a healthier back avoiding surgery than, say, 20 years ago? I would say that's true. I think part of it is not just spine care, but people in general are far more in tune to their health and lead active lifestyles and recognize that the average person is living much longer than they ever used to. And those added years to our lives tend to be very active years. So people understand the, the value of exercising, not just for their back, but for their health in general. So tell me more right. about robotics at OrthoCarolina Spine. So thank you for asking that question. Uh, first of all, just so people understand, robotics basically involves using an automated machine, usually controlled by a computer, to perform certain tasks. And it's utilized in so many industries today. For example, if you go to an automotive plant, so much of what's being done there is being done by robotics. And the reason robotics are advantageous is because it offers two uh, things. One is precision, and the second is reproducibility. And if you consider somebody who's going to have surgery, those two aspects are incredibly important. Uh, robotics and spine has been developing over the past five to ten years. The area it's been applicable is in the setting of doing a fusion, which usually involves putting screws inside a patient's bone. The screws are called pedicle screws. And just to give you an example of the kind of precision that we need, the diameter of a pedicle, which is the area of bone that we insert the screw, ranges from about 7 to 10 millimeter. The diameter of the pedicle screw is approximately 5 to 7 millimeters. So we're trying to put something small in a very precise location in a very narrow channel. And maybe the best way I can explain that to people is imagine trying to put a pen inside a straw. And it has to be there perfectly because if you miss the interior of that part of the bone and the tip of the screw is protruding, it could hit a nerve and cause symptoms that the patient wasn't having prior to surgery. So the setting of robotics today allows us to put that screw in very accurately and very precisely. A lot of accuracy, a lot more accuracy with robotics. Yes, that, that's true. And it's easy to get exciting about this field. Uh, because one of the advantages is it gives us an opportunity to do a virtual template of where we're putting screws in the patient's back before we even get into the operating room. So the process involves the patient having a CAT scan a few days before surgery. We feed that CAT scan into a computer. We follow a system manufactured by a company called Mazor Robotics, and we can totally pre-plan the surgical procedure. The day the patient arrives to surgery in the operating room, we have the computer with our plan, and we use that to precisely insert screws in the exact location that we want. Uh, is the downtime, again, a lot better with robotics? 
One of the nice things is the application of robotics combined with minimally invasive surgery allows patients to go home earlier from the hospital and recover much faster. And really the reason for that is because we can now do things through much smaller incisions with a very high level of confidence. Ortho Carolina spine is growing. You have a lot of different places that people can go. Um, why do you think it's, it's growing so much right now? Uh, I think it's growing because we, first of all, are meeting the needs of our community. Uh, our community is growing, and in response to that needs, those needs, we are hi- hiring new physicians and new extenders, meaning uh, physicians' assistants, and trying to meet the needs of the community. Awesome. And two, one thing that, that you do at Ortho Carolina, if I may speak about my personal experience, is you provide uh, tools, ideas, um, resources to help people, uh, not only with the back pain, but the long-term strengthening of the back and the health of the back. Because as I have found, if your back is not doing well, uh, life is very, very different. And you help with the long-term, not just the immediate I think the typical patient experience when they come see us can be divided up into two phases. One is people are in pain, so you have to address their pain. And so the first two or three weeks, we're usually helping them work through their pain, uh, either with medication, but more frequently with physical means. And what I explain to patients is when you have a back problem, usually you have an injury that revolves around a structural abnormality. It could be you pulled a muscle, it could be you ruptured a disc, but we can define that problem as a physical problem. So when you have a physical problem, the main focus of your treatment should be physical as opposed to chemical. So the emphasis on medication is really very low, and the emphasis on proper exercise, body mechanics, how to function throughout your day, like getting in and out of your car, getting into work when you're in pain, are really emphasized. And one of the ways we do that is by working closely with physical therapists. So are there things people can do before there's a problem to have a healthier back? I think that's a great question. I think it's important that people understand the importance of proper posture which basically comes from maintaining a healthy lifestyle. And the analogy I like to give patients today is that most of our lives have some physical element associated with it, whether it's a physical job or just getting through our day-to-day activities. If you look at our lives in the context of comparing us to athletes, for example, when an athlete participates in their sport before they go on the field, they spend an hour or two warming up. They stretch. They might lift weights. They prepare their body for what they're expected to do physically. If you apply that to our day, I try to encourage patients to get up and exercise every morning, even if it's for 15 to 20 minutes, and to try to focus on something that's light cardio, core strengthening, flexibility. And if you think about it in that way, you're preparing your body in a better way for your day. If you can't exercise in the morning, it's okay to do it later during the day. But I think ideally it warms you up and prepares you for what lies ahead during the day. So you've been uh, in spine care for over 20 years. How has spine care changed during that period of time? That's a great question. Uh, It's changed in so many ways. Let me try to give you some examples. Uh, One of the common procedures that we do for patients is a fusion in their neck. And the technique involves going in through the front of somebody's neck, cleaning out whatever's pinching a nerve, and then stabilizing the neck by putting something in between the vertebra. And in the past, we always used to take bone from a patient's hip. And one of the problems with doing that is it was very painful. And 20 to 30% of people would have long-term issues with where we took the bone. They would have pain or they would have numbness. 
the other issue was we would usually put the patients in a collar that they would have to wear for 6 to 12 weeks. And then if everything looked okay, we would gradually let them get back to work. And those patients would usually spend three to five days after surgery in the hospital. The way that's different today is we almost never take patients, take bone from a patient's hip. The hospital stay is usually overnight, and in some cases, people go home the same day. And recovery from surgery is a few weeks. And to give you some examples, I've had patients who have had a fusion in their neck go back to work doing things like driving a bus or getting in their car and driving across the country literally within two weeks of their surgery. Wow. You know what I'm hearing there is that you don't have to be in pain as long. Yeah, that, that is absolutely true. And I think that's something that everybody appreciates. Yes. I hate pain. I am not good with pain. So, yeah, I'm, I'm liking all these developments I'm hearing about uh, how to lessen pain and get back to what you love doing and what you need to be doing. Yeah, and another example is whereas in the past we would always do a fusion for patients in their neck, today there's a another implant option where we put in a disc replacement which allows continued mobility. One of the downsides of a fusion is it takes away motion. And when we put a disc replacement inside the neck, instead of doing a fusion, it allows patients to maintain motion in that segment, which is very important. Is So the neck, the back, those are generally the problems that you see when people come in. Correct. So tell me what sets OrthoCarolina spine apart from maybe other places. I think the nice thing about the spine center is we take a multidisciplinary approach to patient care and... We're in a facility that houses many different subspecialists. So, for example, we have physiatrists who specialize in treating patients when non-operative care is required, and we have surgeons who specialize in treating patients when surgical care is required. Within the context of each of those specialties, we have a very broad range of people with broad experiences. For example, I've been in practice for 20 years. I have two partners who have been in practice longer than I have. And at the other end of the spectrum, we have several new partners who have just come out of training. And really what that does in practicing in a group environment is it gives you an opportunity to discuss complicated cases with other people with varying levels of experience. And I can tell you honestly, despite how long I've been in practice, I do that fairly frequently because a lot of the problems that we see are very complicated. And I think patients appreciate having more than one person provide input into their options. And I think as a patient at Ortho Carolina Spine, again, you guys listen. You listen. And that's something that not every doctor or, um, you know, medical provider does. I think that's a great point. One of the things I learned many years ago in medical school, there was a professor, his name was William Osler, who was well, well known about 100 years ago. And he used to teach people that if you listen to the patient, they'll tell you what's wrong with them. And the fascinating part about that is, when you go see a doctor, it's been shown that the average time a patient is allowed to speak before they're interrupted is about 18 seconds, which isn't very much time. So tell me a little bit about you know the training that is there at Ortho Carolina Spine that may not be somewhere else. So the typical physician that works within our group has done four years of medical school. After completing medical school, they do a residency program, which in our case is five years of orthopedic surgical training, followed by one or two years of fellowship training in spine care. And during that time, you're seeing a wide spectrum of patients. If your training is surgical, you are involved in a wide spectrum of surgical cases um, over the course of those six to seven years. Do most people 
get relief this way? I mean, is there is there a light at the end of the tunnel for people who have back pain? The, the outcome is very optimistic. 90% plus of people will get full relief of their symptoms. The other 10%, the majority of those will still get better, but they still may have occasional discomfort or occasional numbness that they're aware of, but that doesn't necessarily impair their ability to function. It's really less than 1% of the population who might go through a procedure like that and continue to have pain for different reasons. Awesome. And I'd like to thank you personally for helping me to meet my goals. I'm feeling so much better. I got such great care at Ortho Carolina Spine, and uh, I'm grateful. Grateful you're there. Thank you. That's great to hear. Thank you for listening to your Ortho Carolina Health Update. For more information on how to help your back, please go to orthocarolina.com.